This is a special edition iFanboy podcast on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Special Edition I Fanboy Show on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I am here with Ron Richards. Hello. And we're here to talk about the latest Guardians of the Galaxy films, just the two of us. It's an intimate setting. Actually, it's nice. You know, you and I get, it's been a while. We get some time, we get to spend some time together, Connor. I thought that other one. Yeah. No. <laughs> he, for the record, Josh wants to see this. Yeah. It's just, you guys, the audience, are incredibly demanding in terms of uh, when we put this out. So uh, usually uh, Connor and I are the ones that can scramble and go see it quicker. So uh, Josh, Josh, Josh misses out this time, and it's so, unfortunate because you guys are the and well, spoiler warning, spoiler for the movie, you guys yep. are the ones that you know read all the Abnett and Landing books when they came out. We're big fans of Guardians of the Galaxy, so it's unfortunate that uh, Josh isn't here. Yeah, no, he's he's actually he is looking forward. He I, I remember he did say he was looking forward to it, and his prediction. Uh, well, we got to do all the, the the business before we start yeah, talking about it. Yeah. But his his if I recall, his prediction for the movie is that he was afraid this movie would lean way into Baby Groot and the soundtrack stuff. Right. So when we get into the discussion, we'll see if his prediction was correct. Okay. But yeah, but so yeah, this is the sequel to the guard the hit the the surprise hit of Guardians of the Galaxy that came out. What, what was that? Two years ago? Three years ago? Uh, it was longer than you'd think. You know, normally they, they right. crank these movies out pretty quickly and i'm calling it up right now but this was one of the longer waits between prequels and in, in, in these films sequels sequels sequels, sequels prequels it's yeah. all <laughs> it's all jumbled up in my head as i scrambled to type the last one came out 2014 so three years ago okay so three years yeah so th- i was right three years ago yeah it does it did, it did feel like a long time but yeah so this is so that was the surprise hit came out in august that year 773 million dollars worldwide Jesus Christ. And so now this uh, sequel uh, is on track to make between 140 and 160 million this weekend. Just in the, which is crazy. In the American market. It's already made over $100 million yeah. for him. So, anyway. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Another bit of business is this is, I think, relevant to the discussion is that I wasn't on the original podcast we talked about the first one. So oh, I, look at you going into the archives. I, it, I don't even remember that. It was Josh and Paul, our old co host. And then you came on when you were, you were gone. This was during yep. the walkabout period. And you were gone. Yep. But you came back to talk about the movie, and I didn't, I didn't get okay. to talk about it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually wasn't a big fan of the first one. I gave it okay. three stars mostly because the cast is very entertaining and it was funny, but I didn't think it was a very good movie, similar to Rogue One. In that Did you listen, have, you, have you listened to the, to the show where we talked about it? Because yes. I don't remember what I said. I, you, I imagine you all liked I liked it. it a lot. You all liked it yeah. a lot. Um, I haven't yeah. listened to it recently. I'm just going off the comments on the website that I'm reading right now. Sure. But... Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a series of fun vignettes in search of a plot, the first one, but was okay. rede- redeemed because the cast was very appealing. So that's okay. it's important to know that mindset going into my thoughts on this film. Right. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is the, you know, the whole cast returns. James Gunn, the director and visionary of this, returns. Yeah, writer, director James Gunn. Same yep. cast. Now, post the events of the last film, this film takes place... Which is funny why prequel makes sense, too. It takes place only months after the, the, the previous film. So in the terms of the timeline, it takes place way, yeah. beyond, way before many of the movies we've seen already. Oh, wow. Okay. 
Well, that's okay, because this, this was not connected to anything in any way, so cool. <laughs> so Groot was destroyed in the last one. He's been growing. He's a little baby Groot. And I don't even remember what was where did they start off in the beginning of this movie. So the beginning of the movie, they are they've the guardians have been hired by these gold oh, people right, to, that's right, that's to right. protect to protect their batteries where some monster is going to come and and so go, then going you know so okay spoiler warning we're going to talk about what happens in the movie so if you haven't seen the movie yet press pause go see the movie come back and listen to this or just be warned but yeah so the movie starts with a with a opening number where they're fighting a big you know a big that's monster. Right. While Baby Groot dances to a, a 70s tune, right. Uh, which right out of the gate, I was like, oh, well, Josh was right. <laughs> do you want to do your overall like high level or do you want to like how do you want to do this? Yeah. So so here's the here's my overall take on it. Overall, I thought it was visually stunning, mm-hmm. really beautifully shot. Effects were great. Everything looks good. It was all in all a good movie that I walked out feeling Eh, that wasn't so great, right? Like, I, it was weird. Like, it, it was it was actually like I find it really funny. Like, it, this is an example of a movie that checked off all the you know it had the it had the comedy, had the characters, had the Groot, had the music, had everything, and ultimately I walked out feeling unsatisfied. I don't think it's a bad movie. I it definitely isn't as good as the first movie in my my um my you know assertion, but I walked out feeling like it was missing something. Yeah, I my thoughts are basically the same as the first one, but I thought it was worse than the first one. Okay, wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I again, it's it's funny. The cast is all super appealing, and they're only more so this time. There's a couple of legitimately great jokes, however. Yep. Uh, I don't feel like there's much of a story in these Guardians movies. And I feel like it's this was kind of boring. That was my problem was that, okay, so here's the thing is that ultimately what you got is, so this picks up the thread of Star-Lord, Peter Quill, played by Chris Pratt, not knowing his origin, basically. Not knowing you know, his mother, you know, mother dies of a brain tumor when he's young and then he gets picked up and take a space and raised by Yondu and the, the, the Reavers, the Ravagers, the whatever they are. And so this picks up that thread, and what you had was you had this opening sequence of them fighting this monster and these gold people um, who immediately – and part of it is like being a fan of Marvel Cosmic and the Guardians yep. of the Galaxy stuff. From the moment I saw – I was like, oh, OK, so that's where we're going, and right. we'll get to that later on. And that was like very, very brief, and then you get a little mini sequence because Rocket Raccoon steals their batteries and they chase after them, and then – out of nowhere comes Kurt Russell playing Ego, the Living Planet, who reveals that he's Peter Quill's father, and you get sucked into this entire storyline about family and legacy, and there's like the subplot of Gamora and uh, Nebula, which yep. I just don't, I didn't care about at all. Like I just didn't, it's, I just didn't care. Yeah, I mean, if this was a trade paperback, it'd be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two: Colon Daddy Issues. Yeah, exactly. And the thing was is that they they take they meet Kurt Russell, who by the way was wonderful. Well, Kurt Russell is like the perfect spice. You you put in any movie, he will he will make the movie better. It's like it's it's really it really like honestly, my two takeaways from this movie was that the the best things of this movie were Kurt Russell and Michael Rooker. Yes, actually, yes, yes. Michael Rooker, like like he was really really great. Run. Yeah, really great. Yeah, as Yondu. Yeah, but so what they what they have is that. Ego finds they just finds them and takes them to his planet. There's no adventure to get there. It just all happened conveniently, and then we're there forever. 
Yeah. And it and it just drags and slogs and never really like the thing of I liked about the first movie was that there was momentum. We went we were in space. We were in Xandar. We went to nowhere like you you went to a bunch of different places and saw a bunch of things. This we're stuck on this 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 an ego for two thirds of the movie and it's boring. It looks amazing, but I found myself more bored in this movie than I than I have been than I was in the first one or in a movie for a while. I'm sort of mystified by the popularity of these movies. I mean, they're, I, I get it, they're funny, but I'm just shocked that it's, it, they are as popular as they are. But because I feel like one of the problems is there isn't a lot of institutional information about the characters. Like everyone kind of knows the Hulk. Everyone kind of knows Captain America and Thor. Iron Man was the was the first one, so people know him more. And again, I'm not a Guardians fan, and but most people, the 99% of the people seeing these movies aren't. I didn't know. Right. I, I'd forgotten everyone's backstory. So, you know, when when Nebula and Gamora are having their problems, I'd forgotten who their father was until halfway through they mentioned his name. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I was I was shocked that they even mentioned Thanos because I thought Marvel Cinematic Universe just forgot about Thanos. And then Drax is you, you can see they're sort of moving him towards Mantis in, a, in like a flirtation thing. But in the beginning, he's talking about his wife, and I was like, wait, doesn't he have a wife? And I'd forgotten that she had yeah. died because. You know, Drax isn't Captain America. I don't know his backstory, you know, right. like institutionally. So I felt like there was some, some of those problems, especially for a movie that came out three years ago. It wasn't like the sequel was, was a year and a half ago or something. It's more yeah, in, my, yeah. in my head. I don't remember anyone's backstory. And that, without providing little bits of that to reset was difficult in terms of the emotional payoffs you're supposed to have in some of these scenes. Well, yeah, and, and the thing and the thing is, is that I think that I think a lot of the, the big reason why people like this movie is because you've got – it's very much based on humor. Chris oh, Pratt is yeah. great at delivering those jokes. You know, Bradley Cooper as Rocket is great. Groot is great. The the Drax and his little, you know, like the way he talks. I like Drax literally. a lot. I think he's fun. Yeah. You know, it's got all these elements that I think make people like it. And, and, and plus the soundtrack and the music, like... It's got all these bits, but like, whereas you didn't like the first one because you thought it was a series of vignettes, that's actually what I liked because I wanted to go and all these things that I got the sense of the team coming together. Where this one, it had, it was heavy on story, but it wasn't in any sort of connective tissue or yeah. I didn't get a sense that this team, like they're talking about how we're a family. I didn't get any sense of that yeah, now. Yeah. Like other than, just, yeah, you know, like because the last time they were just all thrown in together. Other than they just bicker. But, but also I think the jokiness kind of worked against this particular film because – Anytime they had a serious moment for most of the film, they would immediately smash the audience over the head with a sledgehammer mark joke on it. Like, yep. they would immediately yeah. puncture the moment. But then at the end, when they didn't do that and they wanted it to be serious, my audience at least would giggle because they were expecting something funny to happen. Yeah. Because they kept doing that throughout the film. Anytime anyone was serious, immediately something really over the top. And I thought a lot of the jokes were very heavy handed and sort of, uh, sort of, uh, Sort of obvious, and it, I thought yeah. it was less funny this time around. And and I mean, Josh is, I think Josh was right and Josh was wrong. I think he was right about the music. I think he was wrong about Groot. Yeah, I think he leaned very heavily on the music. It was like, oh, you guys love the music last time. We're gonna really make this about the music this time. Yep. And I thought that was really heavy-handed. Yeah, they they, le- they leaned heavy on the uh, on the music. They leaned heavy on Groot. I don't think they did though, because Groot was Groot like disappeared for like a, like the third of the movie. No, I know, but but like every opportunity they had to be that to do a Groot joke or to do you know the whole opening sequence being Groot that was like oh you love the last bit at the end of the movie here yeah. it is 
Oh, totally. But but then in the middle when they're on ego, he's hardly in it, and then it, it's only at the end again when he shows up again. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, he was. I mean, like when when Rocket and and Yondu are, are trapped by the the Ravagers and they're trying to get Groot to go get the Finn. That was great. Like scene. that was funny. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 yeah. Like here's the thing is that like I'm on. I know we're coming down hard on it. It's a like it's a good movie. Like it, it, it like it, I think it's it's well done. I laughed. It was entertaining, but it just felt less than I felt missing something, you know, and maybe that makes it a bad movie. But like, I'm not saying I like that's why I'm really struggling with this with, with this idea where it's like, can you go see a movie and, and know that it's good, but still feel unsatisfied? And I think that's what happened here. It's like, I don't think it was a good movie. Yeah. I think it was a fun, a fun movie. Again, much like our discussion on Rogue One, I think it was a fun movie that wasn't that well made. I think it looked yeah. it, was, it was lush. It was beautiful. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, well, looking, made. Yeah, but, I mean, but well, maybe from a technical standpoint. Sure, from a from technical, technical standpoint, standpoint. Sure, I mean, all these movies are well—they're all on rails, you know. They're all—they all look great. But from a film that's supposed to be a cohesive story that tells you something by the end and makes you feel something, uh, I did—I felt like it, it, much like the first film, it wasn't successful. It, it really does rely on these casts. Like, if the cast wasn't as good as it was, they wouldn't. These movies would, I think, fall flat in their face. Yeah, and a and a big challenge of it is that it at least for me, is that I was looking for some sort of linkage to the previous movie, to what's going on in the larger Marvel. I'm like, okay, you know, like, you know, are we going to, are we going to, is Thanos still sitting on that throne? Like, what's right. going on? Like, there was, you know, there was one Thanos mentioned, there was one Infinity Gem mentioned, but that was it. Other than that, you know, the, the larger, you know, they've really backed away from the, the larger narrative of all these movies, which I'm really wondering what the thought behind that is. Yeah, it's interesting, considering the five credit sequences, none of them tied into the larger story. Yeah. They were all just jokes about things that happened in the movie themselves. And some of them were funny, yeah. but I kept waiting for, okay, where's Thanos? Oh, Thanos would be the next one, and then it just never happened. It was, it was weird. Yeah, it never happened. Well, so, yeah, so, so two things I want to hit on, though, is that one, like I mentioned, you know, Michael Rooker as yeah. Yondu was just was fantastic. He really, I mean, really like, was, yeah. yeah. That was that was honestly like I felt more emotional resonance and meat on the bone from Yondu's story uh, and his relation to Peter and all that sort of stuff than I did with with uh, with um, ego. ego. Yeah. And oh, Kurt totally. Russell, you know. Yeah. It actually was really sad when Yondu sacrifices his life to save Peter's. I thought that was that was probably the best sequence of the film in terms of uh, it actually paying off emotionally. Yeah, maybe the only one that paid off emotionally. Bravo to Michael Rooker. I mean, he he was great from the you know from his position with the Ravagers and and dealing with the whole with the with the with his crew and the mutiny and being on the wrong side of it and then kicking ass with the with the arrow and it yeah. was just great. And then so I did no research going into this movie. Right, all right. I knew that it was volume two and all this sort of stuff. And I was just like, where the fuck did Sylvester Stallone come from? Well, that was right? funny because his name's in the opening credits, and that and I was like, what? I didn't, and I missed that. I totally missed it. It would have been better if it had been one of those things where they didn't put him in the opening, and it was like the Kevin Spacey and Seven thing, where his his name's the first after the credits. Right. I mean, I would have loved to have that moment you had, but I was paying attention to the credits and I saw his name. Oh yeah, no, I just I, I was yeah, and plus I was kind of off to the side in the theater and that's sort uh. of thing. But like, but so so the combination of like, what is Sylvester Stallone doing here, and then quickly realizing that. Stallone and Ving Rhames yeah. and Michael Rosenbaum and Michelle Yeoh are are all the original Guardians. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. It's, it's yeah, it's it, it, I mean St- Stallone is Starhawk and Ving Rhames is Charlie Twenty Seven and Michael Rosenbaum was Martin X and you know like yeah. and 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 Michael Rooker's Yondu. I was like shit, that's the that's the Jim Valentino Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the one I that's the one I started with. I was like oh neat like that. <laughs> there there was a lot of if you are a fan of these movies, there was a lot of I hate to say the Easter eggs, but there was a lot of direct references and tie-ins from the comics. 
you know, leading up to the very end, like one of the five end credit sequences yeah. was the gold race of people. You know, she created a new being and they're going to name him Adam. It's going to be Adam Warlock, and which I assume is going to be the next, you know, the next movie. Yeah. You know, like it's so like all that stuff, like as a as a Marvel cosmic fan, it leaned into that. But I was with a I was with a friend of mine who had no knowledge of the comics and it didn't deter it. Like again, it's that balance between yep. fan service, but not in the, in, in, you know, to sacrifice the movie. And I thought they balanced that well. Well, fan service don't really needs to work in that it doesn't take away. And it's, it's enough that people who know it, know what it means, but everyone else doesn't, it's not like a winking, yeah. like kind of Howard, Howard the duck is like on the line of that. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw him again. How did you feel about the watchers showing up finally and them look, looking the way they looked? Oh, they looked horrible. <laughs> yeah, I hated the watchers. I thought it was funny that Stan Lee is there, and then that—that's you know—that now everyone's going that it's you know that that that's explaining that Stan is why Stan's in every movie, and he's some sort of cosmic traveler or that yeah. sort of thing. But the watchers just looked horrible. Why would you not go giant head watcher? They well, they did, but like they you know, weren't in a, giant in a, in a, head; they were just big head. Big head, small face. They, you know, what they reminded me of? They reminded me of um, original series Star Trek. Mm, yes, that's yes. what they look. That's what they looked like. They looked. It was very Roddenberry '60s kind of. These are aliens with big heads, kind of thing. Yeah, also, so. why not just do one watcher? We all knew. Right. Oh, it's Watu. Let just don't be three of watchers. Yeah. Uh, so what else? There was also there was a brief me- moment where they're ping ponging across space where they passed the planet from Thor Ragnarok that we're going to see soon, and one of the yep. characters was there. Was there anything else that was? Major, there was. I thought there was. Oh, there's no. I was really disappointed. There was no Nova Corps. They were only mentioned. Yep. You saw. You saw one of their ships briefly yep. in the sequence where all those ego bombs are going off. But you didn't. There was no right. Nova Corps. I was really disappointed with that. I was really impressed, excited to see. I was disappointed. So, like, when we first met Kurt Russell and he revealed that he was ego, I was like, come on, that's not ego. You know, like, ego's the planet. And, also, and later on, they showed that we saw yeah. that we, when I, I think with Mike Rooker and uh, when you rocket get there, you arrive to the planet. You see the planet is the face, and it's like, okay, cool. That they did, they did it correctly. Like that, that was good. But I also thought, I thought that actually was, was handled well. I mean, he was sort of an embodiment of the planet, made human, and then, but he was still the planet, and the planet had the face. Like I thought that was all handled yeah. as well. I mean, as well as you can make it. I liked Kurt Russell a lot. I also liked that this was sort of a tango and cash reunion between Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. Very subtly. I mean, they're, they, don't, they don't appear on screen together at all. But yeah, In my but heart, sure. Ron, in my heart, it's a tango yeah, and cash Yeah, sequel. I'm sure. And I go, going back to what I said, I, said, I thought the um, – I, I thought the, the – Kurt Russell, the flashback to him in '80 was great. Yeah. I thought like everything. I, Kurt Russell was fantastic. I mean, like he was really, really strong. That said, when when they're fighting and when Kurt Russell and Star Lord are fighting, I could and I get that it's a callback to earlier in the movie. But the big Pac Man thing, I was like, oh god, don't do the Pac Man thing. Like that was, you know. That's that's but, what I mean um, by the really heavy handed sort of you know sledgehammer yeah. jokes, and it was. I mean, it's funny. I I thought honestly that my favorite joke in the whole movie was the Zune. Yeah, the Zune was very, that was very funny. When Star-Lord gets his Walkman smashed so he gets to places it with a Zune because that's what all the kids are using in, on Earth. Yeah. But, like, I left the movie and I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I yeah. don't, I, I feel, I, so before the movie we had a trailer for Spider-Man. Yeah. And, oh. uh, and I don't, I should be super excited for Spider-Man. I loved him in, the, in Captain America. I love Michael Keaton. You know, I love Tony Stark. I love Marisa right. Tomei. I should be super psyched for Spider-Man. But nothing in that trailer makes me super excited. And I'm starting to worry that some of these films are becoming really rote. Yeah. 
and that's worrisome because they've been going on for so long and it's the same people making them it's the same you know on rails team in the background making them and it's i just didn't think this was very interesting at all it it just it just I mean, like, the thing is that I get the story that James Gunn wants to tell. He wants to tell us about, you know, it's about Peter Quill, it's about Star-Lord, it's about his upbringing, all this stuff. But, like, so in this movie, we find, you know, like, we find, you know, like we, we Quill finds out that he's half celestial, yeah. right? And that he's got this amazing power. And then, so he's got a power that he never knew he could use. And then he uses it. And then he finds out that his father wants to destroy the universe. And so he stops him. And in stopping him, he loses that power. Right. So... It, it, it didn't matter like that that's yeah. that's why that's yeah like ultimately it's just like it's this thing you didn't know you had and now you lost it so nothing changed right exactly yeah and so that that's what really frustrated me and so it's it's um and also the 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 things he planted on every planet there's like the blog is this to be a callback to the blob like I, I was just like really that's all this is like it didn't make take, sense if you take away all those bombs he planted it doesn't really change anything yeah it didn't raise the stakes they didn't have to go stop them they didn't even know yeah. what was happening with them you know, it wasn't like they yeah, were like, oh, yeah. no, these blobs are going to destroy everything. They didn't know any of that. Only we only we knew it. Yeah. Was it solid? Was Does it does it dissipate? Does it go away? Like what what happens? Like, I don't know. I mean, it's you, know, you could have taken it away I mean, and just had him say, I'm going to remake the universe in my image. And that would have been the same stakes. Yeah. He didn't need all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it's tough. I don't know. It you kind of have to lean so heavily on the jokes here because <laughs> it's so it's so out there. It's an out there concept for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. But. I thought they leaned too heavily on on the jokes this time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But 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 I mean, like the Ravager stuff, I like the the Taser Face, who is yeah. a character from the comics. You yeah. know, like that was that was very funny, and you know, you know, and then the end credit sequences. I get it. Like I get doing five of them is a commentary on doing end credit sequences. Like yeah. I, you know, like I, you know, and we got we see Groot now as a teenager, and so that was kind of funny, and you know, um, but the highlight with the two highlights in the credits, we're seeing uh, just. I mean, we just get a glimpse of Cosmo. Which yeah. I was like, oh, like, why did they go to nowhere? Like, why couldn't they just like, why couldn't the movie start in nowhere? Right. Or like, they stopped at nowhere. I don't know. But then, uh, but we do see Goldblum as the Grandmaster, which was nice. Which was, uh, which was a nice little cameo leading into Thor. Like, I like, I like that Thor is tying into the cosmic stuff, and I'm actually really excited for the next Thor movie. Yeah, yeah, that looks really, it looks really, really good. That's one I think will do something a little different. They've got a different voice. You know, the the yeah. directors from New Zealand is a different perspective. I think that's what you kind of have to keep doing. I mean, I, it just felt so same, but not as good as. The last one, yeah, and I think that was the problem with Captain America: Civil War. It was, yeah, it was so similar to Avengers and so similar to Winter Soldier, but not good as either of those. That it was, a, that was. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, this is tough. It's tough. I, I want to like these movies more than I do, which is hard for me. Right. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I mean, I, and and so like I liked it. I mean, because I can lean into the characters and lean into the cosmic stuff and get excited. I think that's what I kind of grasped on. But even then, it left me wanting more. Yeah, I, I still think it's a good movie. Like again, like I thought it looked, it just looked looked spectacular. It looked great. Like the the effects and all the sort of everything, the ships, all the the space battle, the you know the the, the gold people and their video. You know, yeah, I like, of, like I like the video game yeah, jokes different... about their ships. Yeah. I, I like the David Hasselhoff jokes. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, when I left the film, I was like, yeah, I didn't, you know, yeah. didn't really care. It, 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 feel, it feels like it's missing a, a, a large chunk. And and, and I, I think that they, I think he just got too, you know, ego became a quagmire to a certain degree. And and is leaning way more into Gamora and Nebula than I think the audience cares about. Like, I know I didn't like I, I like these characters. I don't care about that. You know, are stuff. You disappointed? All right, so wait, oh, wait, are you disappointed that they cut out the Wonder Man sequence? No. Well, what are you going to do? Simon Williams. I know, but that, he doesn't really fit in the cosmic stuff, though, anyway. He's more tied to Vision. 
I'm just saying that's they got cut out. It was it was uh, yeah. Nathan Fillion. Oh well, that, that, I'm more disappointed by Nathan Fillion than Wonder Man. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So ratings, ratings. Two point five. Two point five. Wow. Yeah, I got two point six five. That's the size I'll go. I'll give it a three point five or a B or a B plus. So gonna stick with it, of course. Of course. Um, well, here's a question for you: Have you seen the first one since you saw it originally in the theaters? No, but I've been meaning to. I wanted. I wanted to watch. My niece wanted to watch it. We got. I, I haven't. I need to revisit that because she wants to see this one. So I may. Maybe when I get when I get back to New York, maybe we'll do. I'm, I'm going to revisit it and then go watch this again and see if, how it feels. Okay. But right. yeah. well, if you have thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two: Colon Daddy Issues. Go to ifanboy.com. There'll be a post for the show there. You can tell us what you think. You can also find all of our other special edition shows. We're going to have a lot of them coming up this month. And also now this sort of kicks off summer movie season. So yes. you can look forward to Wonder Woman and Thor as I look at my my calendar. Uh, Spider-Man is in July. Wonder Woman's in June. So you'll, you'll, you'll get a bunch of these coming up now uh, this, this year. Yeah. And ending with, of course, Star Wars in December. I was so, so psyched I didn't get the Star Wars trailer. Um, so I did. So I, I, so, so I've seen it, but in our rules in our media blackout rules, I saw it in the theater and that's, that's, uh, that's allowed, right? It's allowed. Sure. But I, I got Spider-Man, I got Thor, I got some other one, but I didn't get, I was waiting for it. I was waiting. I was waiting. I didn't get didn't get Thor. I got all I got was all all I got was Star Wars. And and well, I saw the Alamo. So they show like other stuff. So, um, but our next movie is Wonder Woman in the beginning of June. That'll be the next time we uh, come together to talk about a movie. And then Spider-Man Homecoming in July. Then Thor in November, which is going to be a long time to wait. And jo- Oh, and Justice League in November as well, too. That should be that, November should be fun. <laughs> well, we have Kingsman yeah. October. Oh, yeah, we got to do Kingsman. Yeah, I want to see that. And yeah, we have so. – and August is The Defenders. And yeah, yeah. we still own an Iron Fist show. Still own Iron Fist, yeah. <laughs> There's oh, a bunch God. of things going on. So yeah. there'll be a lot of special edition shows, plus the animated shows that we go through that the year. So look forward to all that extra content uh, every week at iFanboy, including our weekly iFanboy Pick of the Week show in which we talk about the week's books. And until the next time, I am Connor. And I'm Ron. Years ago on the board, he was his daddy's pride and joy, pride and joy. But when the daddy went away, it was such a rainy day that he brought out all his toys. Stand. That his father was not a man